0: Let's do this. Hello, my gorgeous friends, and welcome back. Today, I wanted to revisit something that I shared in my podcast about your mornings. I had a couple people comment on one statement that I said in that podcast, and It's kind of funny how how these things work. It was honestly something that I wasn't planning on saying, but that just came to me in the moment. And that podcast, that part is the one most commented part of that podcast. And what I'm referring to is the part in the morning podcast where I talked about, honestly, if you know all the things that I'm sharing with you, and you are doing all of these morning tips and tricks to get your booty out of bed, but you're still not getting out of bed, darling, that's a life problem. That is something in your life that you're not looking forward to. And you need to dig deep and figure out what that is. And it was just a little tiny part of that podcast. But like I said, that has been the biggest comment that people have said. Like, girlfriend, that was a huge gut check for me because I I totally know all the things that you said, but I'm still not getting out of bed. And I realized after you said that on your podcast that I got to do some soul searching and figure out, is this really the way that I want to live my life? Because I want to be able to wake up each day feeling that excited Christmas morning feeling, looking forward to my life. And so I wanted to do an entire... Episode about this concept. And first, I want to say it is okay for you to give yourself grace if you don't know what you want your life to look like in the future. It's okay to take life one day at a time and to let God lead and guide you in the direction that you need to go. And all along the way, to pray for help, for guidance, for am I on the right track? And if not, please help me change and course correct. And if I am, please send me some sort of signal or warm, fuzzy feeling to know, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. And I wasn't planning on saying this at all, but I heard once that when you have deja vu and when you feel like you're in those moments of, I swear I've been here before, I've done this before, I've, whatever, right? We've all had those experiences. That is a sign from God that you are on the right track. And I don't know that that's true. Maybe that's just a woo-woo thing, but whatever. It, it rings true to me. And when I heard that, and ever since I've felt those feelings of deja vu, it's been a sign to me and I always think, okay, I'm on the right track. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. This is right? And my life is in alignment with what God wants for me. And again, that might not even be what deja vu means at all, but that's what it means to me. So I want to go back and I want to tell you a little story about um, how my callings have changed in my life over the past several years. So long story short, I grew up a dancer, started dancing when I was five, was on all sorts of dance teams, drill team, dance company, all the whatever things in high school. Loved it. Went on to college to be a dancer. And I wanted to be a dance teacher because I knew that my dance teacher in high school just played a huge role in my life, in high school especially, with helping me just turn over a new leaf, become a fabulous teenager, fabulous person, fabulous adult. So I knew, okay, I want to make a difference in the world. And I feel like this is where I can do it. This is where I can make the biggest impact is helping teenagers. And so I went to school, Utah Valley University, and studied dance. And I was in the dance education program for three years. And I met incredible people and had incredible experiences. And in my third year, I started to get nudges that, okay, you're not on the right path anymore. This isn't what I want you to do anymore. And it was very frustrating and very hard and that program is only four years and I was three years in. So I was very frustrated that, okay, wait, what? I don't get to be a dance teacher. Okay. What do you want me to do instead? And it was actually my really good friend's mom. It was this kid that I dated in high school. I was talking to his mom and she shared with me, Bryn, I really think you need to work with children you just have a gift with kids. And this kid that I dated in high school, he was the second oldest of 10 siblings. There was a lot of kids in his family and I loved every single one of them. And I remember going to his farewell. He served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I went to his like party thing that was right before he was about to leave. And I I remember just playing with the kids and all my friends from high school were there. We were graduated, whatever. I didn't want to sit with my friends. I wanted to play with all the little people. And you guys, we had a blast. I remember exactly what we did. I remember exactly what I was wearing because it accidentally got stuck in the tramp springs and ripped, and it was brand new, and I was super bummed about it, but it's all good. It was so fun, and it literally is probably top 10 best days of my life, was playing with these kids for hours, and just, it it was literally so fun. And his mom pulled me aside several, it was honestly probably a year later, and encouraged me to start thinking about switching my major and start thinking about working with kids. And that's what planted the seed. I didn't change right away. It honestly took me probably a year and a half to decide, okay, I think, I think there is something to this. I think I do need to change. And, and I decided to look into early childhood education. But the school that I was going to, Utah Valley University, did not offer that. Um, they did, it was elementary education though. And I would basically have to start completely over and it would take another three years to graduate with everything I needed. And I was like, no, I do not want to redo this. I do not want to be in school forever. No. And a little nudge told me that I should look at Brigham Young University. And you guys, I was not that person who was a really, really intelligent, fabulous test taker. Get into BYU as a freshman? That no, that was not me. I literally got a 21 on the ACT, and so I didn't even apply to BYU. I wanted to go to BYU so bad because it like runs in my family, BYU football, all the things, whatever. My dad is a two-time BYU graduate. My grandpa, all the, all the things, whatever. I didn't even apply because I knew I wouldn't get in. And so to have this little nudge to look at BYU was like, excuse me, what? No, I, there's no way I could go to BYU. But looking at my college degree or my transcripts and my grades, I had good grades at UVU. Granted, I was taking mostly dance classes and it's really not hard to get an A in dance as long as you show up and try, right? And if I graduated with my associate's degree from UVU, I could transfer to BYU and study early childhood education. So long story short, lots of miracles, lots of whatever, I did it and I got in. And you guys, it was a total miracle because they don't even accept transfer students if you have, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like, if you have over 60 credits already, you can't be a transfer student. You guys, I had like 59. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was literally one, one away. And all the things I had read were like, nope, nope, nope. Like, it's really hard to transfer. It's really hard to get accepted. Probably not going to happen. And you guys, it happened. I did. And all signs pointed to, it's not going to happen, but it did. It happened. And I just remember having that confirmation of, okay, this must be right. I must be on the right track. So long story short, went to BYU, studied early childhood education. It was fabulous. I met incredible people, had wonderful experiences at BYU, got a job at the BYU preschool, loved every second of it, met incredible people, all the things, okay? Okay graduated from BYU and I went on to become a kindergarten teacher because you guys again remember I wanted to change the world and influence people for good. So then I decided to switch my focus and okay yes it is beautiful and wonderful to influence teenagers but what if I started it even earlier? What if I influenced children and blessed them to grow up to be powerful positive individuals who believe in themselves okay, how small can I go? Preschool, kindergarten. Okay. Those are my people. And I loved every second of it. I loved every second of my time as a kindergarten teacher. And it was honestly really hard for me to leave. I only left because I became a mom. I got pregnant in my second year and my son was Going to be born in August and I wasn't going to come back because I knew that I wanted to be a full time mom at home. And long story short, you guys, when I was, I remember so well the last day of school my first year. And I was a wreck because these kids, I taught in a Title I school. And for those of you who don't know what that means, that means it's very, very, very low income. And 80% of the school or more was on free and reduced lunch. Very, very, very high poverty. And there was a lot of kids in our school that did not speak English. And kindergarten, they come in, they don't speak English at all. It's not like they've had several years of school to get them acquainted with English and school's the place where they speak it and home is the space space where they speak spanish like they spoke spanish to me i remember one of my students saying maestra maestra where's donde esta el baño right like teacher teacher where's the bathroom and it just my heart was just so full for these beautiful kids who just needed me and who needed my guidance and i was able to help these kids with the help of so many others it was not just me obviously but with the help of so many others, to take these kids who didn't speak a lick of English and leave my classroom writing and reading in English and passing with flying colors the reading and writing tests. And it was just so fulfilling, so fulfilling. But it was so hard for me. The last day of school, it's over, I'm done they are never going to be in my class ever again. And these kids that I sweat over, cried over, prayed for, helped immensely, these people that have earned a very forever spot in my heart, they're gone. They're not mine anymore. And it's not up to me if they move or transfer schools or whatever. And I just remember... My heart was literally ripped from my body that first day of the end of the school year. And I just was like, I can't do this forever. I can't. It hurts too much. So little plug, you guys, for for teachers, especially the good ones who you can tell they love their kids. <laughs> seriously follow them on Facebook and those mamas who I am friends with on Facebook and they reach out to me still updating me about their children I love it I love it I love it so I remember going into my second year thinking I just I can't love these kids as hard as I did my first year because it's just going to hurt so much and and thankfully I it was okay I loved them so much and The last day of school was still hard, but it wasn't as awful as the first year. And there were kids that came and went sooner than I wanted them to. And I just remember thinking, okay, I am excited and I am ready to be a mom because no matter what, that kid will be mine forever and they can't be ripped from me and I can pray over them and I can sweat over them and I can love them immensely and no one can take them away from me. Not even death, because the church that I belong to, we believe in forever families, that we will get to be together forever, even after death. And that's when I knew, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a mom. I'm ready to embrace my calling as a mom. And so, so far, right, my calling in life has changed three times. I want to bless teenagers. Okay, wait, no, I don't. I want to bless kids. Okay, wait, no, I don't. I want to bless my kids okay and when I was in this phase of my life of mom all the things I had been a beach body coach for over a year and I it was kind of something that was just fun I loved Beachbody workouts ever since I was like 17 years old and I was pregnant at 25 so it had been in my life for eight years at this point and it was just kind of something I dabbled in and I I decided after my son was born to take it seriously and to really lean in on the community so that I could still have co-workers and a community and not be so distraught and sad now that I lost that aspect of of me I wasn't going to be going to work anymore I wasn't going to be blessing kids anymore I wasn't going to be doing those things anymore and now I just I'm home I help my kid and that's it and that's all and for me that wasn't fulfilling enough I didn't want to just be a mom but you guys I had so much guilt about that because all growing up that's all I ever wanted to be was a mom and so now all of a sudden that it's not fulfilling enough for me to be a mom why do I feel like I need and want more and honestly it's taken a lot of years and reflection to figure it out and go back and listen to podcast number one if, if you don't know what really helped me to make that flip and that switch. But that's not something I struggle with anymore because I know that because I have this new outlet and this different thing that I feel called to do, I am a better mom. I know it. I know I am. And especially because part of my work is to do so much on my mindset And I spend so much time in gratitude and in affirmations and in visualizing my future and in personal development and in trainings that bless me as a leader, as a person, as a friend, as a coach, as a mentor, as all the things, all the roles, all the hats, right? And I know that the things that I have learned as a coach have blessed me as a parent. And you guys, it's, it's a different thing than I ever thought I would do. I, even when I said yes to being a coach, I never thought that it would get to where it is today. And my whole point in sharing that with you is you don't know where God is guiding you. You don't know what path you have to be on. All you can do is recognize and acknowledge where you are and put one step in front of the other, right? One foot in front of the other, one step at a time. Thank you, Anna, when she says, just do the next right thing, right? We have no idea what the consequences of our actions will be. All we can do is listen to our heart, listen to our minds, listen to the callings that are on our heart, and just do the next right thing to step into that version of you, even if it feels scary, especially if it feels scary because fear is a tool of the adversary fear is a tool that he uses to keep you small to keep you stuck fear does not come from God it does not and when you embrace that fear and take action anyways is when you truly start to see your life unfold and change in front of you okay and remember, when I wanted to be a teacher, I, I wanted to influence little people. And I think part of my guilt when I switched my, my calling over to coaching was that, okay, I'm not really blessing kids anymore. And I thought that was my calling. And my sister actually helped me realize, okay, but who are you blessing instead? You're blessing moms who can then bless their own children. And you are influencing so many more children and potentially generations to come because you're starting with the mom. And you guys, that's where this podcast came from. It was a small, tiny nudge on my heart that was scary that I did not feel like I could do. And Little things just kept prodding me and pushing me. And so here I am, still trying to do my best to influence children, but through a different avenue, through blessing you, my friend, my beautiful mama friend, so that you can be the mother you were sent here to be, so that you can recognize that you are enough. You are beautiful. You are incredible. You are the mother your children need. And you can step into that confidence of knowing how incredible you are and listen to the callings on your heart. There's a quote that says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. I love that quote. I love it. But I want to flip it on its head. Don't ask what your kids need. Ask what makes you come alive. Because what your kids need is a mom who has come alive. Your kids need you to come alive. And if you are living this monotonous day-to-day life, not looking forward to what is in store for you, my friend, I invite you to find yourself. It's really, really, really easy to get lost in the monotony of carpooling and soccer practice and dance lessons and horseback riding and diaper changes and nap time and tidying, and cleaning, and toys, and whatever. It's very, very, very easy to lose yourself in the monotony. And if you're struggling to come alive, go back and find that person who you were before you had children. And that doesn't mean you have to become a kindergarten teacher, or a dance teacher, or a beach body coach, or anything like that. Go to dance classes, attend live fitness, go on walks outside by yourself, even if it has to be at four o'clock in the morning like me so that you can go by yourself. Go take an art class, find a city soccer league that you can play on, join a softball team and play. What makes you come alive? Cause your kids need a mom who has come alive. Why do you exist, my friend? Do you exist to be a mom? And if so, what kind of mom do you want to be? What kind of children are you hoping to raise? And I think so many times we get lost in the Okay, but I have to be there for my kids in every single minute and every single second and every single thing. And that's really not true. It's good and important for your children to play independently. It's good and important for your children to problem solve independently. It's good and important for your children to fight with each other and figure it out on their own. And they can't do that if you're constantly being a helicopter mom, hovering over them because you have to be there for every beck and call. Okay? It's okay for you to find things outside of motherhood. I really want to challenge you to sit down and ask why you exist. And if you're someone who believes in God, ask him. Why do I exist And then whatever answer you receive, remind yourself of it. I have an app called Think Up. I referenced it in the morning podcast. And I have an affirmation that reminds me of why I exist. And every day I hear myself say, I exist to share God's light and to help others come unto him. As I let the light of Christ shine through me, I give myself and others permission to be the person God sent them here to be. After you're done being a mom, when your kids are all grown and raised, will you still know who you are? Or will you be completely lost because all you ever wanted to be was a mom and you've lost yourself? Will you still have a relationship with your spouse once your children are all grown and gone? Or will that be lost too? Because your whole world revolves around your children and nothing but. Okay. Food for thought. There is no one in the world like you. So give people the gift of you. Figure out why you're here. Figure out what contribution you can make to the world. And then make that contribution. Because when you come alive, when you show up, when you do the things that you feel called to do, you are blessing yourself. You are blessing your spouse because he plays a part in you and your happiness. You are blessing your children because they play a part in your life, in your happiness. You are blessing every single person in your circle of influence because you have come alive. What's your calling? Why do you exist? And again, it's okay if you don't know the answer to that right now. Take time to reflect. Take time to mull it over. Take time to pray about it and just do the next right thing, one step at a time, one thing at a time, and pay attention to those little moments, those little nudges, those little signs from the heavens that you're on the right track. This morning, I saw a shooting star, and that sounds so silly, but I love shooting stars. And that, to me, was a sign from God, from the universe, that I'm on the right track. And I saw one a few days ago, too, both at 4 a.m. in my morning walk. (laughs) Look for those signs. Figure out what you need to be doing with your life and come alive, my friend. I love you. I believe in you. And I'll talk to you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Brynwise. Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.